Hey, Sid. Hey, Rayom. How's it going? It's going great. I, I, I messed it up. I said I wasn't going to do it anymore. But what will we replace it with? I feel like that's the real question. Yeah, I don't know. We have to figure out how to be off the cuff. <laughs> How's it hanging, friendship? <laughs> I think I like the other one better. Okay, cool. <laughs> What's your update, Bron? Uh, I have a new recipe slash blog slash Instagram that I'd like to recommend. I'm a fan. Loving Half-Baked Harvest. Mm, I have never even heard. It, it's amazing to me how many of these exist that we may never know about. It's true. Right? Because there's so many. There's and so many. so many of them are great. What's awesome is that this came from a friend recommendation. So, so you know I'm, exten- I'm extending the recommendation. That's the, how it works. The web of recommendation. Um, but I love, first and foremost, like the reason why it's timely is like, Right now, she's doing a lot of, like, holiday-themed, like, comfort foods. Like, she lives, I believe, like, in Colorado, like, mountainy area. Stop! So it's, like, snowing, and she's, like, making delicious, like, casseroles and soups. And her Instagram shows, like, she's really good at doing, like, recipe walkthroughs from her new cookbook. Oh. And it's really beautiful, but she makes, like... It's a lot of her recipes are just super simple and delicious. Um, and so I, I'm not even going to recommend anything, but I did recently make, so I take it back. I will recommend <laughs> the, and I'll put it in show notes, queenspeaking.com slash 97. Yep. Uh, the French onion potato soup. Yeah. Which you got to have a bite of. It was delicious it was so good and honestly i usually look at french onion soup and like throw up in my mouth a little bit because i think that the color of it is somewhat unappealing and i love a bread on top of Mm -hmm. a thing with cheese melted but usually sogginess is not my friend for my you know the reflux you gotta broil and get it crispy it was perfect and because it wasn't so soggy on the underside i could like fold it and just eat it that way and then the soup itself was delicious and i loved the big uh potato chunks in there yeah it was awesome because that that was the special treat to the recipe Mm -hmm. that's not traditionally included in a french onion soup but i was like it's the winter time of course i want extra yeah because you need them because you need to, like, bulk up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to pass that on to all of you. That's exciting. And I'm sure from, like, her photos, the picturesqueness of gorgeous Colorado is probably just so comforting. Mm. I can't wait. Love it. I'll be following. What is your update this week? I am actively trying to change my mentality to begin my day. <laughs> That's a... Feels like a big order. It's a big thing that you're working on. <laughs> so I realize that... I know that I've, I've been reading so much more lately, like, you know, the the key to success is a morning routine, yada, yada, yada. And I believe that and I have a morning routine. But have you ever, like, just automated through your morning and all of a sudden you're in your workspace and you're like, how did I get here? Am I fully showered? Did I put makeup on my face? Because everything is so automatic at this point because yep. your morning routine is so solid. And I'm not talking about, like, I read my newsletters in the morning and all that good stuff. But I was like, I feel like I'm missing the first part of my day Mm -hmm. even if I work out in the morning I feel like I'm missing the first part of my day because I'm just trying to like get to work (laughs) and I recently started did we watch or did we talk about modern love 
like on the podcast? Yeah. I don't think so. I couldn't remember. And so I also don't think we've watched we've talked about it you at all. <laughs> oh, okay. So that that makes sense. Okay. I know I was talking about it with other friends, but I couldn't remember if we talked about it on the podcast. So it's an Amazon Prime show. It's based on a New York Times uh, column about, like, love stories, but mm-hmm. unconventional love stories. And I'm still figuring out if I like it or not. Um, but the first episode, one of the characters in the show said, today is a new day that hasn't been touched. Just kidding. We totally had this conversation. Did we? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've talked to more than one person about this. <laughs> But that's that's where we're at. But now I'm having a really hard time remembering when that conversation happened. I can't remember either. Anyway. But everything's running together these days. Today is a new day that hasn't been touched. I like it. Because, so we know about, like, today is a new day. Like, duh. And we've heard that a million times. But the part that says, like, it hasn't been touched, for some reason, like, really resonated with me. That said, you have control here. You have the ability to set an intention for your day. You have an ability to not just like let it go to waste and like halfway through the day be like wake up and and see where you are or let things happen to you and not have any control over them. So I've been trying to like, I'll sit up in bed getting ready to like physically rise and (laughs) it's hard these days. It's very difficult because it's so dark all the time, but I'll be like, today has not been touched. Like, so what, even if it's like not getting to the gym or, but like just not like bumbling through my morning or just being like, oh, I have to do things. It's just like, you can make it what you want it. Right. And I think it's, it's very similar probably to like gratitude journaling and like just being thankful for like where you are and what you have. And and all those things I feel like are important, but there's like some like magicalness that comes with, for me, the mentality of it's a day that has not been touched. Like, what are you going to do with it? And it just it just opens you up to what can be actual magic or, like, what you believe to be magic or whatever it looks like. And I just – I keep thinking about that more and more often now and, like, leaning on that phrase. And so I'm sharing it because whether you've seen um, Modern Love or not, I feel like that one part, it, like, happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like to call it out. I think it's a great – refresh moment or Mm -hmm. just acknowledgement of the time that we have at the start of our day is ours right so we make it what we want to make it right i and i i think that there will always be days that like are still hard whether that's something that's in our control or not i'm not saying that like this means all of our days should be good i'm just saying like the it's it's i guess the mindfulness it goes back to like being the mindful piece of your morning to just acknowledge like where you are and where you're starting and even if it's a hard day, acknowledging that you're starting a hard day and just being present in that moment, I feel like can still make a difference. So that's what I'm doing. 100% yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bron, get it to me straight. What are we talking about today? Well, the holidays are upon us. They are. And we wanted to talk through some of our favorite holiday season hacks, mm. so to speak. Um, things that make party attending and hosting super simple, yep. which we love to do. Uh, this, this time of year can either be overwhelming or fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> and Again, so, it's yours. It's yours. Make it what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk about a few ways where we can maybe take a little bit of the, the stress out of the crazy busy season, maybe some ways to find joy in it, how to like set boundaries, maintain control in a way that makes sense for you. And also uh, our favorite thing, which is some 
party prep cooking tips because there's always either a hostess thing that you need to provide, like you mm-hmm. need to BYO something, mm-hmm. or you're attending a potluck, or just be prepared for uh, making your life easier through the whole shebang. Yeah, because that matters. I feel like there's no reason that we have to like suffer through this. And I think sometimes we're like, but the togetherness is lovely. And it is. But there's also like just there's just stress that comes with it. And I think that we can actively do things that at least decrease the stress or let the stress live in one specific area versus throughout all of the things that we have to do. Like if family stuff is stressful for you, let the family stuff live there. But if like cooking can be a non-stressful thing, that's what we're here for is to come up with some ways to like segment the stress, (laughs) if not like get rid of it entirely. That get rid of it entirely would be a a dream. (laughs) Wishful thinking. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get into it, Bron. I think that as you were saying, like one of the things that makes the holiday season stressful is because there's like so many things coming at you a hundred miles an hour all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody trying to pack everything in, like what essentially ends up being like maybe max three weeks. Yeah bookended by Thanksgiving and Christmas and the New Year. Year, So, like, a lot of that time for holiday-specific is, like, family time. Yeah. And sometimes that's very intense. Sometimes you have a fabulous family and it's super fun and enjoyable. Um, But, like, what are – how can we start taking the stress out of those moments? Because in between all of that is, like, every social event that you could possibly imagine – packed in a very short time frame and a lot of things that end up taking up your evening times your weekend times that normally we like to keep free yeah especially thinking about our lives (laughs) (laughs) and how we actively like to keep days free (laughs) we we very much set boundaries around how much time we can spend out in the world for sure without having an anxiety attack yeah that's that's (laughs) always the goal i think for sure um And I think it's remembering that this is a time for you to enjoy as much as it is for everyone else. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to be like, how can I make sure everyone else is having the best time ever? Mm -hmm. And I forget that I also should be including myself in that mentality and saying, you know, how do I enjoy this along with all the other people I'm trying to help enjoy these moments or these days or all all of that stuff. And so... Figuring out how you can provide yourself a joyful season, I feel like would naturally pull stress out of the situation. And sometimes it's like a hard ask of yourself to be like, you know, what will be joyful for me today is to be able to have breakfast at a home and like enjoy my morning and slow down a little bit. And like, if that means that you will be a better person for the people around you, then I feel like we need to start thinking in that way versus like, I just, the shoulds, like we've talked about this a thousand times, like when you start throwing the shoulds in, then things start to get a little dicey and you get resentful, even though people might not have actually done anything (laughs) to you, you've chosen to do a thing that you now regret. And so it's being able to recognize like what will bring me joy in these moments? How can I continue to be there for the people that I love while still taking care of myself at the same time? And I also think, you know, when we talk about family stuff, there's also people that don't have relationships with their families Mm -hmm. and trying to remember if you are one of those people or you know one of those people, like 
making that extra effort to surround yourself with your like chosen family or your friends that you just love spending time with and still like creating those boundaries for yourself. But like if the holidays are hard, then figuring out like what to like when you talk about asking for help, like what do you need to ask for again to give yourself some joy and who can you lean on to bring yourself joy in those moments. So I think it's it's looking at our relationships too and really figuring out how do, how do we have all of them work together mm-hmm. in ways that might be difficult sometimes to ask for at first, but people want to be helpful. People want to support other people, so we should let them. Yeah, and I think particularly thinking about the holiday season and know if if you have to travel like that mm-hmm. in and of itself adds another layer of of difficulty or like time consumption that you have to account for and i think always something that's worked for us really well is like bookending or like starting the trip with solo time yeah so at least we have a couple days where we get to just like enjoy our time in this space without having like the chaos of uh, everyone in, in the same place. And then right. walking in feeling like you come off of the like work rush into the holiday. Like I'm on vacation. You need like a couple days to settle into that. Right, right. And I think it's totally reasonable just to say like, hey, this is something that's important to us. We really want to have like we don't get to travel that often and so knowing that we're like here in this place wherever it may be hopefully you're going somewhere that's like warm mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe everyone's family should live in palm springs yeah that'd be great <laughs> listen up family we're moving to palm moving. springs <laughs> so like taking that time uh to just like chill and even if it's just like a day like during the holidays i think also like fit in like a a nice little spa experience for yourself too yes or like whatever it is that you need to like feel relaxed and calm yeah like mix it in during the craziest time that you like to proactively look ahead and i think going off of that too making sure that you're not overbooking yourself it's so easy to say yes to everything during the holidays because you're like, well, I can't miss that party. I can't miss that party. But like, if you really think about it, say like <laughs> looking at your calendar, not saying yes the second that someone invites you and is like, hey, you know, we're actually really busy. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are also really busy. Maybe we should consider hosting, like doing a, a little gathering with post-holiday. this crew post holidays in between Christmas and thing, or uh, New Year's or in January. Right. I think that's an option that no one thinks about all that often is yeah. that like you can still celebrate a holiday in the new year and call it a New Year's party or whatever you want to do. But I think we, we, we get caught up in like the perceived magic of the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to capture it by spending all of this time with all of these people when acknowledging, like you said, like that's a, like a three week period that you're fitting a lot of things in that you're not usually having to fit a lot of things in. And then there are expectations too for like stuff that you might kind of have to go to like Mm -hmm. work stuff or you know family stuff that that is just kind of on the book and so I totally agree that acknowledging hey like I'm not going to be able to make it to your party at this date but I'd love to find time in January to get together I feel like that's not a cop-out that's a valid and also everything is always much more low-key in January yes and so to be able to say like you're great Mm -hmm. but I need a minute yeah it might I be have... like a fun excuse to wear another party dress. That's fair. 
Just think of. That's fair. Um, and with that, I think also like knowing that the weekends can get packed up because it's like Friendsgiving and maybe your work parties on the weekend. Who knows? Right. Um, but then also still acknowledging like as you're looking ahead on your calendar, like, oh, we have Tommy's party on Sunday. Let's make sure we block some time on Saturday that's right. like just chill time yes. or whatever. Um, and I think that makes a huge difference. It does. Well, because you're, I mean, we've always been fans of calendars, I think. <laughs> we, like, just really live live by them every single day. And, like, we'll always put everything in there. So you usually know well ahead of time. And people are usually pretty good about giving you a fair heads up about stuff. Um, but, yeah, looking ahead at what your calendar looks like for the next, I mean, honestly, at this point, few weeks um I feel like is just proactive Mm -hmm. and that's something that is fairly easy to do so we should all be doing that so going off of that finding finding joy in those moments um I think just a reminder during the chaos like hey this family and or friend time is like something that I actually really enjoy or savor yeah and to fully feel that as you're walking into a scenario is really important and if it isn't something that is like joyful or fun setting a boundary to say like you know what we can only stay for an hour we really appreciate the opportunity to see you and then scoot right out yeah like moonwalk it back like i've seen i i'm here i'm present (laughs) it's wonderful to see you and and spend time in the chance that we have the ability to or just say no yeah, or say no. I feel like that's still still a valid answer. Still because a valid answer. I know someone who has fully committed to no to any holiday gatherings. Wow. And like from a like in a toxic family scenario Got way it. where it's like this is we're going we're taking a trip. Like we're not even acknowledging that this is a time that we're going to be here. Like wow. we're we're out of out of the country or out of the state. We have are a great unavailable. Time. We will see you later. Right. Because there's all, there's the alternative is that there's some very dramatic scenarios that people end up finding themselves in because of like the dynamics of relatives or like friends that bring friends and someone drinks too much and it gets messy. I see. Yeah. And no one wants to get caught in that like crosshairs because that's, and not if it's, fun. If it's happened before, then you know the scenario so you can prepare for the possible and likely scenario that will come out of it. You definitely have something to go off of. So. For sure. Map a plan. I think most of this comes down to planning. <laughs> Even for the easy stuff, it's planning. It's just, and I think more and more what we lack is that ability to be present and that ability to like check in with ourselves and see how we're feeling. So to your point, like the fact that there was a previous example to kind of go off of, you might not need that like present check-in, but if you're going to a thing and then you check in with yourself, you're like, I really like being here. Like this is a thing that I enjoy. Or when you get there, it's like checking in with yourself and being like, I am not comfortable here. I might need to call it early, but not apologizing for either of those feelings and acknowledging like those are valid. And also I just want to figure out where I'm at in this moment and just figure out how to honor that feeling a little bit because I think sometimes we have just have this tendency to like push all that stuff down too Mm -hmm. for the sake of whoever else 
And we don't have to do that. We no. really don't. No, no. We really sure don't. So what are some of our favorite recipes or things that we can do to pre- prepare for these uh, very common potluck or uh, hostess scenarios that we will find ourselves in? I was excited to see what you came up with for this because I feel like there are things that I would not have thought of because as we know, while I'm getting better in the kitchen, I am not a pro in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) the best thing that you can do, I think, in a, I have, like our friend the other day, we saw a friend of ours who was like, I have a thing tonight. I have a work party where I have to bring something for lunch. And then immediately following that, another evening activity. And I was like, what do you even do? And she was prepared. So prepared. Dishware as well as all the stuff. I was I was very impressed. So in that situation, you make the same thing for all the things. Yep. So you make a triple batch of whatever it is. In her case, it was a lovely cheese and charcuterie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am a huge fan of a semi-homemade approach mm. where you buy the pie crust but make a homemade filling Ooh. or vice versa like you don't have to be a rock star you don't have to be a rock star you can show up put stuff that's already pre-made that you know is delicious from your favorite bakeries your favorite local shop get a dip get like the fancy like spreads and stuff Mm. from stores that you know and love so it's like a shout out to your favorite places but also saving you at a minimum two hours of time where you're like i've created this spread with a mix of homemade items and also things that i bought and put into my own bowl and it's not like any less heroic i feel like i put a lot of pressure on like really making everything not even from scratch, but like just really putting in the effort. I'm like, why do that? Who is that benefiting besides me? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing it for my own pat on the back when I can do that myself with just buying a bunch of cheese and meats that I thoughtfully chose and put together, but didn't have to actually make a thing. And we just have this tendency, I think, to like make it hard mm-hmm. for the praise that we might never get anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think also like, that works so well for um, appetizers and side dishes. Like, yes. hey, I have everything I need. You do a combo deal. You add garnishes that make them your own. Mm-hmm. Like, buy some t- fresh chives. Grab grab a couple, like, fun spices that you can add to a mix and, like, zhuzh it up a bit. And there are how many Instagrams where you can see, like, presentation photos <laughs> that you can just see, like, okay, if I need to buy a thing, this is how I can bring it so it's, like, ready to go and looks beautiful. Or what are my options from, like, the Trader Joe's mm-hmm. freezer section? And, like, figuring oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are the kings of all things appetizer, I feel like. And desserts, for that matter. Like, they're little, like, noshy things. I feel like just looking at what they have there and figuring out who's who's going to be there, what are they going to like. You know, it's always great to be able to make something when you have the time or when you're, like, really excited to make it. And if you're a home cook that likes to do all that stuff, then, like, more power to you. But this is specifically for those of us <laughs> who have a tendency to get ourselves in a very stressful place very quickly if we don't have options like this at least on hand oh yeah i have backup frozen pie crusts in my freezer right now because i'm wow. like you're gonna come in handy for a hail mary 
pie. Yeah. I need to bring something to this party. Save the day. Maybe even a quiche. I, oh, you know, I love a quiche. My fear with a quiche is that I would eat it before it made it to its final destination. Well, you know. But that's a personal problem. I also think I was reading the other day, and this is, I mean, we're obviously talking about food, but I also think if you need to bring something that's like a hostess gift, yes. I saw some really fun options. Like, candles or candle holders or cloth napkins and they were really like fun inexpensive like home decor but not like trying to guess the person's style type of thing and I was like that is kind of genius because they were like if you want to bring something besides a bottle of wine if you want to like mix it up a little bit or you don't drink and so you're not going to bring wine so bringing something that would like add to the mix or just be like a nice gift for whoever's hosting the party or the gathering Mm -hmm. and I love that I especially love the cloth napkins that like really stuck with me. It's cute. Yeah. I yeah. don't have any of those. I don't either. And my friend does. Shout out to Cal. And I love them. And every time I use a paper napkin now, I wish I had cloth napkins. So if anybody wants to get me a gift. Also, <laughs> millennials hate a napkin. We exclusively are on the the paper towel train. Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. Because I use a paper towel more times than not, honestly. Yeah. I read an article that said millennials are not buying napkins. Wow. But also, like, people why keep would telling you? us we're the worst. They so. have the the ha- That's why I love the half. The half. Yep. Because you don't need a hole, not at all. <laughs> and napkins are for fancy people, and we ain't fancy, so <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> oh man. I also find uh, in these scenarios, as you're trying to make your life a little bit easier, rely on the slow cooker. Yeah. Save it. Do it. Make it happen. There are endless recipes. Also now. Like, Instant Pot, mm-hmm. have something ready in 30 minutes and you're ready to go. It's hot. It's hot and ready. Um, but I think that also helps because if you have a party in the evening, you prep what you need to prep, throw it in a slow cooker, head out to work, come home, and your meal's ready for you to bring to wherever you got to go. Or yeah. alternatively, like, you have it going overnight. And, and take it in the morning. And if you're going to, like, a midday, whatever – ready for you i've done that for our work um holiday gathering for like lunch i brought my crock pot full of like what needed to be cooked and set it on a four hour on high and it was ready to go by lunch that's amazing (laughs) so i was crock potting in my office yes (laughs) and i felt very accomplished actually oh my god i love it so it is an option that can be widely used (laughs) yeah and you can put so many things you can put like you can get like a mold wine in there yeah you don't know it doesn't have to be like a soup or anything situation yeah meatballs swedish meatballs yes so many people did that last year and i really enjoyed that you're right i forgot about all these things i'm sure we can find this somewhere but like i need them like i want to say coagulated and that's the wrong word i want to have them all in one place Where I can just go like holiday crockpot appetizers. And I think I'm I think sure you, we can find them. I think if you do a Google search right now, you will find exactly what you need. And I'll probably find so many options. Yeah. There's a very strong likelihood I've already pinned an option and oh, can yeah. just shoot it right over to you. That would be nice. Because I feel like I always want to give like my favorite bloggers a shout out, especially my food bloggers, but none are coming to mind with that specifically. But I feel like uh Deb. I know. Deb Smitten Kitchen, uh, give me some oven, mm. pinch of yum, and 
all my faves. Skinny Taste are all have really good crock pot, slow cooker vibes. Okay. All right. Well, problem solved. <laughs> Ready to go. On the flip side, make things that freeze. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, especially around Thanksgiving holiday, it was like, Start prep. It's like two weeks away from Thanksgiving. Prep your mashed potatoes now. Throw them in the freezer. Make your gravy. And I was like. It's like training for a marathon, but for food. But it's helpful. Yeah. It's crazy. So there are a lot of things that you can prep in advance and freeze ahead. And just like, like if you buy a bunch of pastries, put them in the freezer and be like, hello, I'm providing you these delicious treats. Cookies. During the go. Christmas time, mm-hmm. that's what Dan's mom does. Yeah, it's crazy. She that's has such like a good idea. endless amounts. I'm like, where are these coming from? There's cookies for days. Freezer. <laughs> that's Freezer. the answer. It's it's actually pretty spectacular. So, you know that ever since I bought my chest freezer, it's game changer. It's now full of cookies. <laughs> I do like that one a lot. That yeah. Um, another thing that I I think is uh, not done enough is doing, like, if you know that you have an evening free and you have a lot of things mm. coming at the tail end of the week or when you're doing all your meal meal prep and you know you have to make something later in the week, prep and do your mise en place for the dish that you're going to make in advance. So, like... I never think of that. Cook up those meats. Slice up those onions. Dice up those veggies and those herbs. Yeah. And also, don't be afraid to buy a pre-chopped veggie yes i just thought of that because i usually am fully against that option because i i think truly i just like like i just paid three dollars for onions i could have done exactly exactly and it just feels bad but there was something i was making the other day that required a roasted butternut and i did not want to sit and wait for a whole roasted butternut to get ready to be like divvied up and so i bought pre-chopped it was 25 minutes versus an hour to an hour and a half in the oven don't be a hero seriously it's like there's no reason i mean if you're on like a really tight budget then i feel like the mise en place prep early option is for you if you've got some money to burn that you're like this can go to a pre-chopped veggie i'm not i'm not upset about that i used to have a real thing against it for some reason but now i'm like all for it it makes everything so much easier particularly it's not like you're doing it every day where you're like i am not going to chop these onions ever yeah it's like hey it's crazy season yeah let's whip that up buy me the pre-made bag yeah and i mean we are very spoiled here in rochester and have access to far too many wegmans <laughs> in town but brings like joy. it really i mean it's the wegmans best. brings me joy during the <laughs> holiday season i'll just be at wegmans all the time but they have a really nice selection of all of those things they have a nice selection of a lot of things actually your cheeses your meats like they have they have everything you need but their pre-chopped veggies are always ready to go and i've never seen them run out either i think that's always like the fear is that you've left something to the last minute and you're not going to be able to find it I would I would do a test run if you're like really worried about it I guess but I think for the most part everybody should be fine in finding the things that they need and I think that brings me to my last point about not trying anything new for the first time when you have to be bringing something somewhere and part of me was like am I being negative no part of me was I, like I want a slow clap to that I just feel like that has that has steered me wrong so many times. Where I'm like, let me just give this a shot from my novice cooking skill 
perspective. And not only am I like crazy stressed, I can't guarantee that it's going to be good. And so bringing it anywhere, all I'm thinking about is how bad it could potentially be. Mm-hmm. And again, it's taking me out of my moment and it's not allowing me to be present with the people I'm around and who I love and want to spend time with. All I'm worried about is if they're going to hate the thing that I brought. Yeah. Start to like establish a Sid's known for what? Yeah. Yes, exactly. She's bored. Focaccia. Oh man. So good. I like not to pat myself on the back, but I have done it a couple of times and it's turned out pretty okay both times. <laughs> pretty fabulous. But it's it you're right. I feel like w- there is this mentality where like this is the time to like show off a skill you're not totally confident about and it's not. I'm like again, I don't want to be negative. But if you're bringing some, if it's just you and your friends or it's just you and like one other person and you want to like experiment a bit, that's one thing. But if, if you're, if this is just, you need to bring a thing somewhere like, and you really are attached to making a thing. Go on that secret family recipe that you've made 862 times. And don't deviate. Yeah. Don't try like a twist ingredient. You can mix that up together in your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and that's what you want. I feel like the most comforting thing in my journey. So we've been doing this for what, like almost two years now. I think maybe I, more maybe more <laughs> at this point, but I think like one of the things since I started, I probably started cooking in a more serious capacity when we started this podcast. And now that I'm a much more confident cook doesn't mean I'm any better necessarily, but I feel a little bit more confident about my ability and I feel no shame in having a thing that not only do I know will turn out pretty good, I also like making it because I know it. And there's like some sense of like accomplishment just from having a thing that you've made enough to know that you can like kind of glance at the recipe versus read it line by line to make sure you haven't you're missed like, a thing. I forgot seven steps up. Exactly. Exactly. So there's there's that. I feel like before I never wanted to acknowledge that that was a place you could get mm-hmm. but being able to be like known for a thing that's super fun like lean into that <laughs> I love it so much so I feel like that is a hack that sometimes I used to think was a badge of honor and it's not yeah <laughs> if you mess it up it's really not <laughs> um and then everybody else is sad yeah including you've ruined everybody's holiday and it is all your fault <laughs> So with that, we're sending everyone good vibes during this holiday season. We hope you survive. Take care of yourselves. Take a breather. Get a pedicure. Mm -hmm. Take a day off. Yeah. Do that. Do what you need to do. We want to hear from you. We're also probably going to be talking about this and documenting our own experiences and things that we we do on on Instagram at queen underscore speaking. Mm -hmm. Hit us up. That's where you can find us. Shall we break? Let's break.